0: Chapter 18 of The Conquest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phyllis Vincelli. The Conquest by Oscar Michaud. Chapter 18 Comes Stanley, the Chief Engineer. Megory was still on the boom, not quite as much as the summer before, but more than it was some time later, for as yet New Callis was still regarded as a joke. Until one day Stanley, the same wiry-looking individual with the black mustache and the piercing eyes, got off the stage at Megory and began to do the same work he had started west of Oristown the year before oh it was a shame to thus wreck the selfish dreams of these megoryites upon the rocks of their own short-sightedness stanley was followed a few days later by a grade contractor who had been to megory the summer before and who had become popular around town and was known to be a good spender they had bidden him good along in december and although nothing was said about it the truth was Megory did not wish to see any more railroad contractors for a while, not for five or ten years anyway. It is a peculiar thing that when a railroad stops at some little western burg that it is always going to stay ten or twenty years. This has always been the case before, according to the towns at the end of the line and at this time Megory was of the same opinion as regarded the extension to New Callis. So Orristown had been in regard to the extension to Megory. But Trellway built the road to New Callis, and built it the quickest I ever saw a road built. The first train came to Megory on a Sunday in June, schedules always commence on sunday and september found the same train in calias the new having been dropped megoryites admitted very grudgingly a short time before that the train would go on to Callis, but would return to megory to stay overnight where it left at six o'clock the following morning now at megory the road had a y that ran onto a pasture on a two years lease. While at callous coal shoots, a Y, a turning table, a roundhouse, and a large freight depot were erected. And then began one of the most bitter fights between towns that I ever saw or even read about. Five miles apart, with Callus perched on another hill, and like the old site, could be seen from miles around. Now the terminus it loomed conspicuously. It was a foregone conclusion that when the reservation to the west opened, Callus was in the right position to handle the crowds that came to the territory to the west instead of Magori. Magori contended, however, that Callus, located on such a hill, could never hope for an abundance of good water, and therefore could not compete with Magori with her natural advantages, such as an abundance of good soft water, which was obtainable anywhere in town. There are certain things concrete in the future growth of a prairie town. The first is, has it a railroad? The next is, is the agricultural territory sufficient to support a good live town? a fair-sized town and either one of the dakotas has from one thousand to three thousand inhabitants and last are the business men of the town modern progressive and up-to-date in this respect calias had the advantage over megory as will be seen later mcgory became my post office address after calias had moved to its new location and about that time the first rural mail route was established on the reservation mcgory boasted of this the other things it boasted of was its great farming territory for miles in every direction tributary to the town the land was ideal for farming purposes and at the beginning of the bitter rivalry between the two towns megory had the big end of the farm trade they could see nothing else but megory which helped the town's business considerably chapter eighteen